0: Welcome back to the JDFP podcast. I am your host James Dignan and it is August 16, 2021. Happy Monday. Today we're doing 10 fantasy would you rathers, but it's still mock draft Monday. So afterwards we'll be doing a mock draft with the fifth pick 10 team full PPR format. And for those who don't know, I stream live on Twitch three times a week at 8 p.m. Eastern doing mock drafts and fantasy Q&A. With that said, let's jump right in. The first, would you rather, is Kyler Murray or Patrick Mahomes. Most people would say Patrick Mahomes. And just so you guys know, none of the predictions, none of the takes that I make are to get views or to just get people's attention. I do my research on all of these. So I'll be providing information, stats, and facts to back up all of my takes. But first, Murray or Mahomes. I go with Kyler Murray because... In the first 10 games last year where he was healthy, he had seven top five finishes, and he finished outside the top 12 zero times. He was a QB one every single week, and most weeks he was a top five quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, who's also great in the first 10 games, he had four top five finishes, three less than Murray, and he had three finishes outside the top 12, even finishing outside the top 20 at one point. Now, that's still awesome. You know, the, those are great finishes, but Kyler Murray, when healthy, is by far the best fantasy quarterback, and his offensive line and receivers improved this offseason. Kyler Murray's definitely my pick. We're sticking with quarterbacks for the next two, Tannehill or Tom Brady. I'm going with Brady. He has more weapons returning with O.J. Howard coming back. Godwin was hurt some of last year. Brown wasn't there all of last year. And he still put up 4,600 yards and 40 touchdowns. Not to mention that Aryan's system is hard for quarterbacks to adapt to. We saw that with Carson Palmer and Jameis Winston. That's part of why Winston threw 30 interceptions. I mean, his finger was also broken and he was blind. But still, the, the playbook is hard to get used to the first year. We saw down the stretch, once he got comfortable, he had most of his weapons back. He was one of the best fantasy quarterbacks. I'm definitely happy taking him at his ADP. And Tannehill who has a similar ADP. You could actually usually get him later. He lost his offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, the new head coach of the Falcons, and he's unlikely to repeat the seven rushing touchdowns. He could improve on his yards uh, with Julio being added and them likely passing more, but I feel like Brady is the safer pick, and you can pair him even with a guy like Tannehill. Uh, I wouldn't mind that, but I see there are is a higher chance, in my opinion, for Brady to improve this year than there is for Tannehill. But I do like both of them at their ADP. And then two other quarterbacks you can get late, Stafford or Burrow. The reports are that Burrow is still not fully trusting his knee. And he had a nasty injury. It looked bad. He he did more than tear his ACL. He had structural damage. And I know he tore either his PCL, his MCL. Like He, he did a lot of damage to his knee. And it, I believe it was in Week 10 against Washington. So... It makes sense, but he hasn't looked great in, in camp so far. And the fact that he's not fully trusting his knee. And then you have a guy like Stafford who's now healthy. He has improved weapons, and he has one of the best offensive minds in football, Sean McVay, calling the plays. I feel like, again, Stafford has a higher chance to improve than Burrow does. And Burrow was really inconsistent last year as well. For a rookie, he was solid, but Stafford has proven over a long period of time that he can be a good fantasy quarterback. And he's in probably the best situation he's ever been in now. And Burrow coming off the injury, and they'll they'll pass a lot, but I could see all of these guys, like it could go the other way. The reason I'm answering these is because these are questions that you might have to answer in your fantasy drafts. So I'm not saying that Tannehill can't finish out of Brady or Mahomes over Murray or Burrow over Stafford. I'm just saying I'd rather have Murray, Brady, and Stafford uh, but next up, we got running backs, Kamara or Henry. I'm afraid of Henry's workload the last two years. He doesn't catch the ball. Even with how dominant he was last year, he was still not the top running back in fantasy. You need to be able to catch the ball as a fantasy running back to be the best. It's That's really what it comes down to. And his workload, I know we've never seen a human being like him, right? Like We've never seen a football player that just tosses other professional athletes the way that he does. But everyone's body will break down at some point. It's very rare for running backs to play a full season. Most running backs play like 14 games, and that's considered a full season. He didn't miss a game last year. And there's not necessarily reason besides history with all running backs to suggest that Henry's going to get hurt. And I'm not predicting an injury, but... The Saints have always kept Kamara's workload down, and he's arguably the best receiving back in the league. I would say it's CMC, but he's definitely in the top three, top five. He's going to be the focal point of the offense. I I really see him, and and with Winston being the quarterback, people are saying that when Breeze wasn't there, he struggled. He He was solid once Hill started targeting him. It was really the first game where he only had one target. By... Uh, the fourth game that he'll start, I believe he had 10 targets that game. So Payton is going to scheme the offense for Kamara to still get his touches. It's still a solid offensive line. He should get more work than he's used to getting. Henry, I expect regression. Kamara, I expect to be at least as good as he was last year. Maybe not in an overall fantasy finish, but on a week-to-week basis. So I'm comfortable uh, taking Kamara over Henry. And if it's standard... Henry being picked over him becomes more understandable. But in half or full PPR, I definitely want Kamara. Next, Montgomery or Carson? Now, I want Montgomery, but that's, that's not knocking Carson. I think he's a solid pick at his ADP, but I'm extremely high on David Montgomery. If you've been following me this offseason, you already know that. So I'm only going to touch on my usual points quickly. He was injured. That's why he struggled at the beginning of the year. He was supposed to be out a couple weeks. He got hurt around this time last year. He got hurt end of August. He was supposed to miss two to four weeks, didn't miss a game. First four weeks, he he struggled. He only finished inside the top 10 once. From week five on, he was the running back four. He finished the season as the RB4. Down the stretch after he recovered from his concussion uh, in the middle of the season. From week 12 on, the final six games of the year, he had six straight top 10 finishes. He was the RB2, only four points behind Derrick Henry. And recently, Matt Nagy said he wants to get him 20 carries a game. He's going to be the focal point of the offense. I, I I really don't understand why Montgomery's going as late as he is. Uh, and like I said, Chris Carson's a solid pick in the third or fourth round. But if Montgomery's there, I'm definitely taking him. Last running back duo, Damian Harris or Michael Carter. This is not to show that I'm unbiased. I really think Damian Harris is the pick. I was at the Jets-Giants game last night. I got to see Michael Carter. That's not to say I thought he was bad. He was, he was all right. He was, he was pretty solid. But I also watched the Patriots preseason game against football team, and Mac Jones looked great. Mac Jones looked real good. Cam Newton didn't look great. If Mac Jones is a starter early for the Patriots, Damian Harris is going to be one of the biggest value picks Of the draft this year because the biggest issue with him is he would have 100 yard games and only score 10 points Because he doesn't have a a huge role in the receiving game And he, he doesn't score touchdowns because cam newton had 12 rushing touchdowns last year If 10 rushing touchdowns suddenly open up damian harris is getting at least half of those And if he's an eight touchdown guy and he's he's the the bell cow which it seems like he will be you can expect an increase in touches And you can expect an increase in touchdowns. And if that's the case, he's going to easily exceed his current ADP. Where Michael Carter, Tevin Coleman's still there. Ty Johnson looked good last night. Michael P. Ryan, fourth-round pick from last year, he looked decent. Even Josh Adams is not bad. Um, They're going to be running a committee. And the Jets are are not going to be scoring a ton. I think they're going to have a better offense than the general public thinks. I have faith in uh LaFleur coming in, being the offensive coordinator, Wilson taking over, the offensive line improved, receivers improved, running back improved, you know, everything got better on offense. Uh, and it, it was easy too, because they were the worst offense of the last decade. But I, I'm I think that Damian Harris, uh I'm taking him every time over Michael Carter. I wouldn't be shocked if Carter finished ahead of him, but if Mac Jones is a starter, Damian Harris Could be a top 15 running back, honestly. Now on to wide receivers, Lamb or Scary Terry. I was going Lamb uh, earlier in the offseason, but now I'm going McLaurin since Dak isn't 100% healthy. I'm worried that his shoulder is more serious than the Cowboys are leading on. I love both of their upsides, especially the the touchdown upside from both because Lamb only had five last year, and I think McLaurin had four, uh, but definitely less than five. He had three or four, but... Wide receivers who score a ton, like like Mike Evans. Mike Evans was the 10th best fantasy wideout last year because he scored like 13 touchdowns. For guys like McLaurin to be drafted near him and to have a similar fantasy finish last season, they have to be a lot better in all other aspects, you know, receptions, yards. If they got the touchdowns, like if McLaurin catches 10 touchdowns this year, he's a top 10 fantasy wide receiver, no doubt in my mind. And it's very possible because Fitzpatrick favors the wide receivers and especially his number one wide receiver. We've seen that pretty much everywhere he's gone. When, when, he, uh, when he took over for the Jets too, Brandon Marshall was a stud. And that was because Brandon Marshall had some left in the tank. But he was also targeted like 10 times a game. So I'm, I'm taking McLaurin for now, especially with Dak not 100%. This is a tough one. I've had to make this decision a lot. Tyler Lockett or Brandon Ayuk. I'm not worried about Ayuk's talent. He's looked amazing in camp. But I'm worrying about Debo Samuel is healthy. George Kittle is healthy. George Kittle is probably going to be the number one target. It's probably him 1A, Ayuk 1B, and then um, Samuel after that. But if Trey Lance, who has looked great in camp, is a starting quarterback, rookie quarterbacks very rarely are able to sustain multiple relevant Fantasy wideouts. And with Kittle being one of the top targets in the offense, and then Trey Lance being a running quarterback, that usually hurts fantasy wide receivers if their quarterback runs the way like Lamar does or, or Murray. Um, there are exceptions like D Hop, but generally speaking, that's what happens. And they're in a run heavy offense to begin with. The 49ers love to run the ball. So in a run heavy offense where he's probably not the, the number one target because of Kittle and they could have a rookie quarterback who runs coming in. I'd rather have Tyler Lockett, who's finished top 15 three years in a row, and his lack of consistency scares some people off, but he's worth the risk for the reward because you, at his current ADP, the fourth, usually fifth round, you're drafting more than... you. He could be your flex. If you draft two running backs and two wideouts, and now you're in the fifth and Tyler Lockett's on the board, that's your flex. A guy who can drop... 40 50 points in a game and can win you your week is your third wide receiver Or even if you went three running backs now, he's your second wide receiver You you're not expecting him. You know, you're not relying on him to give you 15 20 a week That's not what you need from him The fact that your flex can give you 40 I'd rather have that and the other thing is guys like tyreek hill and michael thomas the knocks on them prior to their number one finishes, uh, it was that they lacked week to week consistency. That's what scared people off. They had high finishes end of year all the time. Like Lockett has raised top 15 last three years, as I said, but what would scare people is week to week, you know, some weeks they'd have a disappearing act or they'd, you know, you would lose them for two, three weeks in a row, and then they drop 40, you know? So, the upside is there where if the week-to-week consistency improves you know if the offense stays consistent if Wilson stays consistent Lockett could fit he has number one wide out potential I would say his ceiling is probably top five but the fact that you could get a guy like that in the fifth round it's not a knock on Ayuk but I'd rather have Lockett and then the last two we're going to run through real quick so we could get into the mock draft Robbie Anderson or Cortland Sutton. I'm going with Anderson because last reports are that Sutton still isn't 100%. uh, He's not putting full pressure on his knee. You know, he's not running it at full speed. Um, Anderson has so much touchdown upside. And part of that is he's going to lose some receptions because CMC is coming back. But the offense is going to improve with Christian McCaffrey coming back. The more that the offense is on the field, more opportunities, uh, Targets more opportunities for touchdowns. I think Robbie Anderson's touchdown numbers. If they came up to like seven, he would be drafted in like the fourth round this year. Instead, he only had three last year, but he had around 100 receptions and and over a thousand yards. So even if Sam is bad, which I think he is, I think Anderson can still be good at his current ADP. He should return on value. And then two Jaguars receiver Marvin Jones or DJ Chark. I'm easily going with Marvin Jones. I was shocked when I saw this. He was the wide out four from week eight on last year. For more than half the season, he was the wide out four. And I say more than half because uh, I believe they had a bye week prior to week eight. So it was more like 10 games that he did this through. But either way, for at least half the season, he was a top five wide receiver. And he is in a new system, but he has a lower ADP than Chark. He's looked great in camp. Meyer's had nothing but good things to say about him. Chark now broke his finger and has been bashed by Meyer. Uh, This was earlier in the offseason where he said, you know, pretty much he looked slow and wasn't impressive. Um, So I'm easily taking Marvin Jones here. Those are my would-you-rathers. I'll run through it again real quick. I'd rather have Murray than Mahomes, Brady than Tannehill, Stafford over Burrow. Kamara over Henry, Montgomery over Carson, Damian Harris over Michael Carter, McLaurin over Lamb, Lockett over Ayuk, Robbie Anderson over Sutton, and Marvin Jones over DJ Chark. Now we'll jump into the mock draft. I believe, what did I say? It was 10 or 12-team format. I want to make sure I get this right. Yeah, 10-team. So fifth pick, full PPR, 10-team. Let's jump right in. We got Christian McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, and Zeke goes ahead of Henry. Wow, that's not the position I wanted to be put in. In full PPR, I'm taking Eckler over Henry, which might sound crazy, uh, but Eckler had 92 receptions the last time he was healthy in 2019. They also have one of the most improved offensive lines in the league. Uh, I, I think Eckler, in PPR, he should be a top five running back this year. I'm going Eckler. Some people are not going to like that because uh, of Derrick Henry's name. But Derrick Henry didn't go to the eighth pick. So now we're back up. Jonathan Taylor's on the board. Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Clyde, all good running backs here because it is PPR. So wideouts usually go a little earlier. But Hop is here. Ridley's here. I don't think I can pass on Calvin Ridley at the 206 in full PPR because I think he's going to be the top fantasy wideout this year. So I'm going with Calvin Ridley here. D-Hop was tempting for sure. Justin Jefferson was tempting. Taylor or Harris was too. Now we're in the middle of the third round. Joe Mixon is here. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is here. Oh, boy. Would I take Clyde over Mixon? I think I would. I'm taking Clyde. I'm going to take Clyde here about checking on wide out. Terry McLaurin's here. C.D. Lamb's here. Woods. Rob Kittle's still here. Ooh, Kittle is still here. That is. Mm. But TJ Hawkinson should be there in the fifth. So, and I, I think Hawkinson will finish similarly. Oh, man. That's rough. All right, I'm going to go with Clyde. I've cooled down on Clyde a little bit, but uh, I still love him. Uh, in, in the third round, I don't really feel like I could pass up on him, especially full PPR with the receiving upside he represents. But In the fourth round, Amari Cooper is here. I could start out Eckler and Clyde and then have Ridley and Cooper as my wideouts. Only thing is, Dave Montgomery's probably going to be gone. TJ Hawkinson, I'm at risk of losing him. But I, I think I have to go with Cooper, even though Dak's not 100%. Um, the potential of Dak being 100% and Cooper being 100%. like Cooper could be the best fantasy wideout if both are healthy. And he's my wideout too, so I kind of have to do it. Okay, Carson went, but Montgomery's still here. Lockett, damn. Tyler Lockett and David Montgomery went, two of the guys I would have targeted here. But we'll go with TJ Hawkinson. Uh, he's I pretty much slot him in for the fifth round. In just about every draft, as some of you have noticed and uh, talked about in my comments, but I just I love the upside this year. He had res- tight ends who get targeted as much as him are amazing in fantasy, and he's a talented tight end to begin with. He had over 100 targets last year. We'd probably get even more this year. So now we have Eckler and Clyde as, ru- as our running backs. We got Ridley and Cooper at wideout and we got Hawkinson at tight end. There's some really good quarterbacks still left. Rodgers, Wilson, Herbert, Tannehill, Brady. I'm probably going to wait like two rounds and take Brady. Travis Etienne's here at running back. Gaskin's here at running back. I might have to go Gaskin. T. Higgins, Galladay, Juju. I'm going to go Miles Gaskin here. He'll be our flex for now. I like Etienne, but not over Gaskin. Is Travis Etienne still going to be here next time we're up? There's a run on quarterbacks. Every single team took a quarterback. Dak, Rodgers, Herbert, Wilson all went. Now Brady, Tannehill. I feel like I have to take Brady here. I think I have to. Because if I lose out on him, who else doesn't have a quarterback? Because this is 10-team. Maybe every team took one. That is unfortunate. There's one team that hasn't taken quarterback, and I am confident when they're going twice ahead of me, they'll take Brady with one of their picks, so I, I have to take him here. That's that's not cool. All right, well, they took Stafford. Interesting. So I could get Tannehill as my backup in the late rounds. That's awesome. Travis Etienne went the pick before us. I would have loved to stash him on the bench because those rookie running backs... You can put them on your bench when they take over later in the year. They start to be the focal point of the offense, like I think Etienne will, like I think Javante will, maybe even Trey Sermon. Uh, they they could be league winning. But Javante is here. Damian Harris is here. This is PPR, though, so let me check in on wide out. We haven't drafted one in a while. Jerry Judy is here. I'm going to take Jerry Judy here. I don't love the quarterback situation, but nah, I, I got I gotta go Judy. There's a lot of running backs I like left. Damian Harris is still here, Michael Carter is still here. Uh Javante went. Uh A B went. I love A B too. Damian Harris is still here. Michael Carter's here. But ne- neither of those guys really are receiving backs. We have two great ones. We have three receiving backs, honestly. All right so wide out Chenault is here curtis samuel's here corey davis corey davis looked good with zach wilson last night you know they weren't really testing him too much uh they weren't testing wilson a lot they weren't letting him you know open it up but maybe a little confidence booster they'll open it up more next game damian harris is here michael carter is here okay I want to go running back because I feel like there's a lot of wideouts left. Is Trey Sermon still here? Because I might just draft him next round. Then Trey Sermon is here. Okay. I want to hurry up making a decision. Curtis Samuel uh, will be our fourth wideout. Mm. Do I go court? No. All right, make a decision, man. Curtis Samuel, Corey Davis. This is probably... One I'll make next week I think I have to go with Samuel Mm, Tough pick Alright I went with Curtis Samuel So now we have two wide outs on our bench Now I'm free to take running back If I want Michael Carter went Mike Williams is here At wide out Marvin Jones is here Darnell Mooney's here I imagine Russell Gage is still here We're in 10th Alright so we have how many real picks left? Because kicker and defense. But once we have four real picks left, Damien Harris and Trey Sermon, I would like those ideally to be my next two. But how many running backs we have? Three. Mm. I'm going Damien Harris here. We lost that on Trey Sermon. That's unfortunate, but I think we still got some good wideouts left on the board. Mike Williams still here. Marvin Jones is still here. I'm going Marvin Jones, man. I can't believe he was the wide out four for m- for half the season last year. That is crazy. And you don't I I'm not just a person that looks at Fanny's finish like, oh, like that's an automatic, like you just carry that over the next year. Like Robert Tanyan's not the number three tight end in my book just because he finished there last year. Uh so if you're if you're getting stuck on that because I keep repeating it, it's that's not the mindset that I have. Ryan Tannehill is still here. I'll definitely take him in one of the next two rounds, just in case something happens to Tom Brady. Uh, you know, he is like 700 years old. Right, we got Darnell Mooney still on the board. If Russell Gage is here, I'm taking Russell Gage over him. He is. Unfortunate that I can't take Darnell Mooney. I love him. Super talented player. He is still here. That's tempting, but we do need a kicker. We do need a defense. And I would like to have Ryan Tannehill as the backup. Jalen Hurts is here too. I mean, the upside is tempting. I'd rather play matchups at quarterback if I don't get one of the top quarterbacks like Murray. You know, I'd rather have a guy like Brady and Tannehill so I could try and play the matchups. Even though it is a very frustrating game because I feel like I always pick the wrong, the wrong run, (laughs) the wrong one. Um, I will go Patriots defense usually who I go with here, then a kicker. Greg here. Uh here. Is Ryan Suckup here? He is. I want him. Because I don't understand. I feel like too many people take kickers' names that they know. But like Jason Sanders, because he, he did so well last year. But usually kickers don't have a ton of consistency year to year. And you're better off just going with, the kickers for the best offenses, because you're guaranteed points every week. And Ryan Tucker is a solid, uh he's a solid kicker. Obviously, he's, you know he's not the best kicker in the league, but the Bucks' offense has the chance to be the best in the league. So, I'm I'm rather have him. It's you know as if kicker matters so much. But here's our roster with the fifth pick in a ten-team PPR mock draft. Tom Brady, Austin Eckler, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Calvin Ridley, Mari Cooper, T.J. Hawkinson, Miles Gaskin, Patriots defense, and suck up. Then on the bench, we have three wideouts, four wideouts. We have Jerry Judy, Curtis Samuel, Marvin Jones, Russell Gage. We got Damian Harris and Ryan Tannehill. I feel like it's a pretty solid team. Uh, definitely for PPR with Eckler and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, even Gaskin so usually for ppr you want receiving backs you know you notice that i didn't take derrick henry i didn't take damian harris i didn't reach on him because he's not really a receiving back michael carter is not projected to be much of his of receiving back so guys like that uh, are gonna fall but yeah i hope you enjoyed listening as much as i enjoyed making this episode i appreciate all the support on here. I appreciate all the support on my Twitch. I appreciate on TikTok. You guys are awesome. You make doing this worth it. So thank you, and I'll be back with another episode this Friday.